Let's go. Welcome to the Loans on Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We, we, we give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, aka Longform Luke, and this is the Loans on Demand podcast. I hope you're ready for the Loans on Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents and put loan officers in the driver's seat. And today we have a special guest. We've already interviewed him once, but today I wanted to talk about something that uh, we all are seeing in this current rate market is, is really these rates that have continued to go up over the last few months. So today I'm so excited to have Hammer Jay Helmer on here, CEO and founder of Originator Success. And overall, guru uh for the rate market so what's going on hammer how's it going man what's up man thanks for having me yeah absolutely man so uh you know i know uh, we've probably gone through some of your the pleasantries in in the past episode kind of you know your backstory things like that so uh but tell us a little bit about yourself just give us kind of a little bit of a background of of who you are just for anybody who hasn't maybe listened to that that original episode okay yeah just enough so that people know hey why should i listen to this guy so i'm 22 years in the mortgage business i was 10 years as an originator five years as an executive and i've been uh owned started and ran originator success for the last seven years and our biggest claim to fame is we really help loan officers get business from google and social media Uh, however a big part of how i got really known in the industry was because i helped start ratealert.com and ratealert.com is a mortgage-backed security tracking service where it gives you alerts and lets you know what's going on with the basically the uh, the whole device that's moving mortgage rates, which is mortgage-backed securities and mortgage bonds. So being involved with that, I've done literally hundreds of webinars about it. And every day for the last, uh, say it's been the last uh, seven or eight years, I've given out a free daily email for originators. You can sign up for that at www.ratelockadvice.com, www.ratelockadvice.com. It's an absolutely free email where we kind of give you some insight into what's going on with the rate markets each and every day. Uh, you can also see us on Facebook Live. And uh, I do, a, again, talk for about 20 minutes every morning. We talk about rates and pricing and what's going on there. And we have a text alert service that went seven bucks a month. Uh, you guys can check that out another time. But I just want to tell you guys about the free stuff today. This isn't for any paid thing. So that's awesome. why uh, that's why I know about rates and why you want to listen. Yeah, I love it, man. Love it. And I know, uh, you know, I'm always tuning in too on your on your lives here on Facebook because, you know, as a, as a marketer, I don't get to see all the sort of trends and things like that. And, and I just know that like going to you is going to be a good source for uh, accurate data that's that's not going to be driven by, uh, you know, mostly emotions, right? Because I think a lot of times people like to justify things with emotions, especially with with a market that's moving so, uh, so crazy like it is right now. So let's talk a little bit about that, man. I mean, everybody's talking about it right now. Uh, rates are going up like crazy. Uh, you know, uh, consumers are seeing these these crazy rates. You know, five percent, which still isn't isn't that all, all that crazy. But uh, you know, when they're used to hearing twos and threes and fours, uh, you know, there's there's a little bit of fear and things like that that go on. But you know, how, how do you sort of uh, uh, navigate this sort of an environment as a loan officer? Well, I mean, that, I'll tell you, look, that's a, a great question. And it's all perspective and it's easy to stand by. So for a guy like me, I wrote loans in the early aughts, I think they call it the 2000s, right? So it's easy for me to say, well, hell, I mean, I was refinancing people from eight to seven and seven to six. And uh, I remember when a good rate, you know, my first house is 11.99%. So it's easy to say that and kind of poo poo that rates are higher now. And I think that that's a, it's kind of a great disservice because if you flip that perspective, 
you you hit the nail on the head when you said, well, to consumers, they remember hearing rates in the twos. And, the, and sometimes they're still seeing ads saying rates in the twos. And yeah, the here yeah. you are quoting, you know, fives and sixes even for some, you know, some scenarios. And, and how do you really kind of deal with that? So I think the the first thing is to be empathetic about it and understand that it's easy to get frustrated and get angry at the consumer, but it's not the consumer's fault. Right. You know, it really isn't there. They, a consumer often looks at getting a mortgage as an adversarial relationship. And we've, you know, over the years, we've, as consumers for many products, as our consumers are getting mortgages, we've all been consumers as well. Let's say you're buying a car. People feel that same way. It's like, well, hey, you know, I'm going to go to the car dealer and I have to negotiate and fight and make sure that they don't take advantage of me. Because in my mind, this perception is that the car dealership is going to take advantage of me, the consumer. And people have that same mentality when it comes to mortgages. And it's because they don't spend a lot of time doing it. And when we don't spend a lot of time doing things, we say, well, how do I know if I've done this well? What am I looking for? And for consumers, that really comes down to rate because it's one of the few quantitative measurable things. And to keep that that car buying analogy, if you go to a car, if you go to a car dealership, I go and um, last time I was buying a car, I wanted to buy the car outright. And every time we would talk about the car, they kept coming down to the payment. And I had to keep reminding him, I don't want a loan. I'm not even taking a payment. But yet everything was selling the payment. And what they've done in the car business is they've they've gotten into this whole selling the payment. They don't even discuss rate until at the end. They get people hooked on the idea of the car that they want to get and the payment that they can afford. And then they introduce them to the rate where it almost becomes an afterthought. But for buying a home, you know, it's not about payment or affordability for most people. They don't say, well, can I afford that home? They say, well, what's your rate? And they're asking for the rate because what they're really saying is, I, I don't want to be taken advantage of. This is an adversarial relationship and I want to win. So right. whether, you know, if you recognize that when you, right now, when you have to go back to somebody and you quoting them a rate that is in the fives or, you know, possibly even in the sixes, you have to think back to what, what were they expecting? And it's probably good to start there, you know, and say, Hey, let me ask you a question. You're at house hunting, you know, have you been checking in on rates lately? Have you been looking at mortgage rates lately? Are you familiar with, you know, what do you think a good rate is today or what, you know, and, and I, again, I, this is stuff that I did as an originator and nothing's changed in 20 years. And to have that conversation and say, Hey, listen, let me ask, let me ask you, Luke, you know, you guys are looking at buying a home. Uh, what was your expectations for rate these days? You know, where, where did you think mortgage rates were? And just start there and let Luke tell me like, Luke, what do you, you know, play along role play with me, Luke. What do you, you know, just, what do you think mortgage rates were like these days? Where do you, you know, if you're, you're looking at buying a home for a few hundred thousand bucks, where did you think your mortgage rate was going to come in? I think I saw an ad the other day for uh, 3.99. Okay. So you're probably looking somewhere around 4%. You thought that's probably what a going interest rate is? Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. And have you looked at any other sources or just that one ad that gave you that impression? No, I just was scrolling through Facebook and I saw an ad that said, hey, 3.99 rate. Okay. So, I mean, so that's kind of what I was assuming. Okay, so so that's probably what you were thinking. So how would you feel if I told you that rates are actually closer to about five, maybe even five and a half percent? Whoa, really? Well, I mean, I can say really, but the ad tells you three, you know, 3.99 tells you 4%. I'm telling you five and a half percent. Luke, how do I show you that that's actually what a, a good rate is in today's current interest rate market? How do I, how do I show that to you? I don't know. 
Well, I, I got an idea. How about how about I show you a little bit about what mortgage rates come from and why five and a half is actually a pretty good rate right now? Because I know, I mean, we've seen it, mortgage rates have gone up from the beginning of the year. It has been the, the fastest rate increase we've seen going back decades. And that sounds silly, but it really is. We've, we've as from the mortgage business, I can tell you, Luke, it's difficult because we haven't experienced this kind of movement. Now, you've probably gone to buy a gas at the pump lately, right? Mm-hmm. And gas gone up a lot. Oh yeah, so uh, I think it's five fifty now. <laughs> food, food bill, anything like my food bill, that's also probably gotten you know maybe even close to double of what it was just uh, six months or a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. Same same food in the car. Well, and that's mortgage rates. You know, we've seen inflation, and it's affected everything in our economy. And um, you know, I could get into the the nuts and bolts of it, but basically, the overall idea is that's also affected mortgage rates. And mortgage rates are between five or five and a half percent. You're still going to see those ads at 4%. And I know you're probably looking at them going, well, that 4% looks awfully appealing to hammers five and a half. But what I want to remind you is that's a Facebook ad. And you know, I, that Facebook ad is designed to do one thing. It's designed to get you to pay attention and then click out and, and click the link and fill out the ad form. And, you know, and then somebody has the opportunity to maybe tell you what interest rates really are like. So um, you can see, I, you've seen sources on in the media, they talk about rates going over 5%. In fact, here's an article from CNBC, you know, just showing that rates have actually gone above 5%. So timeout out of role play. Don't, don't forget y'all out there. Use some of these tools. Bloomberg has articles that talk about it. CNBC. Use their credibility as a third-party source mm-hmm. to, you know, to share with somebody that rates have moved. And what you're trying to do is rather than convince, you can't convince anybody. You have to let them convince themselves. And, and the best way to do this is by asking them some questions, um, leading them to where you can give them the knowledge that rates have moved and how they've moved. And then and then having that conversation with them. Okay, well, let's take a look and see what does a five and a half percent rate get you? What can you afford? What are you comfortable with on the payment? You know, and and by the way, um, anybody that knows Originator Success knows me, knows that I am huge on reviews. A big part of what we do is help our members to generate reviews. And you sure. can use reviews to help you through this process too. Because I could say, hey, Luke, by the way, I know that it's a lot to stomach to, to see that rates are, are, are a lot higher than where you thought they might be. And I'd love to just show you, these are the experiences that I've had working with other consumers. And I just want to share with you some of our testimonials and reviews so that you can see that I'm going to work hard for you to get you a great rate, no matter where mortgage rates are you know, whether they go up or they go down, I'm going to work hard for you and make sure you're getting a great rate on this. So, you know, here's a couple of the testimonials or reviews of other people that I've been able to help who can, you know, can share with you that I'm here for you and that I'm here to help you. And, you know, that's that kind of stuff. It may not, you may not think it's a big deal, but it is. You want to use all these different tools that you have in your arsenal. You know, I'm sure that all of you have some some good reviews out there. Get some Google reviews, share those and lean on those right now more so than even ever to say, hey, I'm here for you. I'm here to help you because rates are really an emotional problem. Now, granted, we've got consumers that are not able to qualify for the home prices that they maybe wanted to buy before. And that's, that sucks. It's, that's a tough conversation. And you want to start your list building and keep these relationships warm because you don't know what's going to change, whether they're going to be able to afford more, maybe mortgage products change. Maybe in 2023, we're in a different boat. You know, Maybe rates do come back down. Maybe we do hit a recession. Maybe home prices drop a little bit or at least stabilize. And maybe these are people that that's your future pipeline. So don't give up on those. Keep them warm. Keep them nurtured, if you will. 
but also, you know, just recognize that, you know, in this market, it's really, you just have to change the way that you go about doing it. And it's, it's just being empathetic. So to go back and close that loop, I said, just, you know, I started with be empathetic for what that consumer is going through, understand the process that they're going through. And then, you know, I'll close it with be empathetic. And as long as you do that, you got a lot of room to run. Man, I, I love all of that. I, I think there's, uh, you know, some things that I wanted to sort of point out about the sort of role play we went through or the script or whatever you want to call that was that one, you ask questions. So you basically, like you said, you let, you let them come to the realization that rates have gone up. It wasn't something that you were telling them because people just don't, I don't know, they feel like they're being sold to when you, when you're just telling them things. Um, and then the other thing that you did was you didn't get into techno babble, right? You didn't get into all the the words that most loan officers tend to, to talk about that just end up confusing the consumer, right? And so you, you basically addressed the problem from a very, I don't know, fourth grader level sort of approach where like anybody can understand what you're talking about versus starting to talk about bonds and MBS and all this kind of stuff that like, right. you know, th- no one knows what that even means. I don't even know. And I, you know, I work with loan officers every single day. Um, and so just to understand that you have to use language that is, I think too many times people try to educate Overeducate, right? They start talking about DTI, LTV. You know why the why the rates have gone up with the MB. Like you just basically use stories and analogies to to explain why uh, interest rates have gone up, and, and then also addressed a lot of their concerns. You know, obviously with with uh, you know you, one you talked about using CNBC and things like that. If you haven't, uh, if you've read the Conversion Code, one of the things that uh, Chris Smith talks about is is trying to attach yourself to some some sort of a name that 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 builds trust, especially if this is a consumer that's a lead or someone that doesn't know who you are, wasn't referred to you, things like that. You need to attach yourself to someone that's trust. That's that's a way to build trust, right? And so um, I think there was some certain subtle things in there that I just wanted to call out because it, like, it seems super simple, but the, the problem is most people don't understand that. And so they overcomplicate the process and they try to talk about too many things that, that just, uh, again, confuse the, the consumer, right? I mean, because a confused, uh, confused mind doesn't buy. So like you think you're, you're doing them a service, but really you're doing a, them a disservice by, by making it too complicated. And you know ultimately it's why Rocket wins because Rocket knows that, hey, what they really want is they want an easy, fast process rate, yeah, to a certain extent matters. But like you said, it's, it's because they come in thinking that's the question they're supposed to ask. Not, not so much that they just don't know what else to ask. So they say, what's the rate? Um, you know, and obviously in this market, you have to address that head on, but um, I think there's just better ways. And so I really love that, man. Thank you. And again, just to summarize, number one is, you know, find out their expectation because they may be expecting something that's much more in line and you don't have to worry too much about it. They might say, right. well, I know rates have gone up and I, you know, I was, I, I saw that on CNBC rates were, you know, had hit 5%. So now that part of that conversation has been done. And granted, if anybody wants to have that conversation about, you know, all of the jargon, I mean, I could sit, talk about the technical as well, you know, Luke, on January 3rd, the you know uh, 30-year UMBS 4.0 coupon was actually selling at uh, 106.19 is how it closed the day in the mortgage bond. And today it's 99.56. And I mean, we're down, you know, that's that's you know almost 550 basis points. And what all the, all the people here is Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. Right, right. And, you know, and for years. So, and and you have to remember that what you're really selling is not the rate, you're selling yourself. And people buy right. with emo- emotion and justify with logic. So mm-hmm. You want to you want to really work at that emotional level because one thing I've learned I remember when I was trying to refinance this old you know first generation off the boat Italian couple right and I it was just 
to me, this was a no-brainer, easy scenario. I was going to help them refinance. They were had an interest rate that was in the eights. I was going to bring them down into the sixes. They were going to save all this money. Now, okay, this is a slam dunk. I mean, psh, I, this should take me 15 minutes. I'll write the application. We're out of here. And I remember talking to this couple and showing them the math and what they were saving and what it was going to do. But they had this emotional mindset that you pay off your mortgage. You don't refinance, you pay off your mortgage. And I didn't get the loan. And it didn't matter what I said to them. And you could just, I mean, the logic was there. The math was there. You couldn't argue with it. Right. But yet they said, no, we'll just pay, we'll pay this one. And I'm, I was, I was flabbergasted. I was lost. How could this be? And that's when I, you know, it really hit home that just like in my days of selling vacuum cleaners, selling mortgages wasn't about the math and it wasn't about the logic. It was about the emotion. And the emotion was, you know, you have to have to bring people that, um, that they, as they come on and just let them recognize that you're there to help them and that you're there as a resource. And to me, I'll take the reviews and testimonials 10 to one, that social proof over, you know, the, I'm the trusted advisor. Let me prove how much I know kind of a thing. Because right, right. it falls down to that, that silly old adage of people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. Man, I love it. I, I love it, and I think it's it's super relevant to to obviously the market we're in because you know ultimately one of the problems is you know loan officers are kind of fearful, and so then they project this fear based sort of um, response to their to their uh, prospects, and of course then the prospects going to start having fear based responses, right? Because if you lead with fear, that's that's ultimately what's going to come back. So if instead you lead with all right, here's just the, the the truth about the market. That being said, like hey, in two years if rates come down two percent. Great, we'll just refinance you out of this five percent rate. You know what? Like, who cares? Exactly. Now you have all this equity built up. Now you've, you know, now you've had this, you know. So there's a lot of things that you can do there that are, are going to mitigate that. But again, it just comes down to having having that right mindset around uh, what's happening, right? Because at the end of the day, like, yeah, there probably is people, unfortunately, that are gonna that are not going to make it through this time, right? It's gonna it's gonna be two, three, four x as hard to get loans now than it was last year and the year before. I mean, because the truth is rates never really should have been that low. They were artificially low um, and you got to take advantage of that. And so now it's going to take a lot more to do the same amount of volume. And so, so talk right. a little bit about that, man. Like what, like what do you, what do you do in, in that scenario or how do you sort of set up your business for success uh, in a market like this where, you know, refis at this point are, are all but gone. I mean, yeah, you could technically do cash out, but I was well, just talking to a buddy. I was going to say that. No, see, no, no, no. I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt you, Luke, because that's part it. of it. You got, is that stinking thinking that, you know, you can't, you can't look at it that refis are all but gone because they're not, you know, they're, yeah. everybody does loans for their own reason. hundred percent. They're they're You know, we did four point I think it was 4.6 and then 4.1 trillion in volume the last couple of years. And sure. they're talking about doing 2.6 trillion this year, which is like, oh my goodness, look at what a drop that is. But 2.6, the projected volume for 2022 is still higher than I think it was 2.1 for 2019. Right, so right. we're actually, you know, yes, we had a couple anomaly years where the it was just rolling down. And quite honestly, a lot of people, they knew to make rain while it was, you know, to make hay while it was raining and, and, and run with it. But now you, you know, you have to work at it a little bit, but there are so many loans. First of all, the Purchase. price of everything has gone up. So you're going to have people that they can't afford this and they're right. going to fall back on credit. They're not going to fall back on behavior. People don't drive around less. They don't buy less. They use credit more. And you're going to have sure. people that have equity in their homes and it's record equity. 
record equity. The, I mean, this is just money sitting stored in their home that, that they didn't have. And the ability to tap that equity and pay down ridiculously high rate credit cards, 22, 25, 27% yep, yep. credit cards, you know, because they're putting gas on it and they're putting these other things, that's going to be there, right? Yep. And you're going to see those refinance opportunities for cash out. You're going to see refinance opportunities for change of life scenarios. Unfortunately, a lot of marriages don't make it. People are getting divorced. There's a lot of refinances from that. So align yourself with the divorce attorneys. Get out there and and take yep. a divorce course. Jody Bruns has a fantastic course about divorce business and, and being a mortgage originator with divorces and divorce attorneys. So uh, it's Jody Bruns, B-R-U-N-S or B-R-U-H-N-S, either way. But but you know, check out Jody's stuff. It's awesome. And you know, there are a lot of refis there, but also purchases. You know, yeah, the, purchase. the, we we all know that there's there's less inventory than ever before. And that's true. But what people don't talk about is last year, we had more transactions, more actual homes were purchased and sold than any time since 2006. I mean, the last 15 years, we had record numbers of transactions. So the transactions are out there. What you have to do is you have to do better project uh, prospect management, better database management. You got to stay in touch with your people. You've got to have your processes in place. You've just got to pivot your business to where you are building a list of people of prospects, a prospect pipeline instead of a loan pipeline, people that have put in their app. You got to build a prospect pipeline and you got to nurture those prospects and you've got to, you know, ask for referrals like you may not have been doing before. And when you ask for referrals, it's not, well, do you know anybody that needs a loan? It's, do you know anybody that is having a change of life scenario such as, and I don't say change of life, but I'm I'm kicking you guys together. Do you know anybody that's having a baby? Do you know anybody that's recently gotten, you know, married? Do you know anybody that's recently gotten divorced? Stories talking about getting divorced. These are people that I could help, or maybe might might benefit from a conversation with me. Would you mind making the introduction? You know, mm-hmm. and those are definitely some things that you can do to to get out there and, and prospect. And then I don't know. There's this little thing called consumer direct, and I've heard there's some companies that will actually help you to connect with. Have you heard any of this stuff, Luke? I don't know. I I, I don't know, man. I've never heard of any marketing companies ever that do that kind of a thing. You know. You know, consumer direct where you can actually get out there and, you know, and get your own leads directly from the, you know, from the marketplace there. Those opportunities are still there and they're still strong. Yeah, no, and I, and I 100% agree. I think, uh, you know, one of the, I think you, you talked about this though. Well, the stat is that purchase origination is going to continue to grow. It's obviously refinance volume is going to be considerably less. And anybody who has built their entire business on refinances, especially, you know, rate and term refinances, because we know, I mean, some of these guys do cash out in any market and they can, they just crush it, right? Some of these guys are all refi and they, they can still do it good in any market. Um, But, you know, that being said, purchase is con- going to continue to grow. And like you said, direct to the consumer. Um, That being said, it's going to take longer. It might take you three to six months to convert someone that that typically you know would have converted in thirty or forty five or sixty days because it does take a little bit longer to get people in a contract. I was just talking to one of our you know long term clients uh, and he talked about he's like man when I first started working with with Luke and Paragon uh, you know I was able to get someone pre approved on a Friday and get them into contract on a Monday. Whereas like he's like now it might take me three to six months to get that person into contract and that's not that's not a product of like bad marketing. That's, that's just a product of, of a different market. We're in a more competitive environment. Um, you know, again, like you mentioned, there's people still having babies every day and, uh, you know, people still need to, to, to live in homes. Um, and so people are looking to purchase. And, and I think the other thing that people don't talk about, I know loan officers talk about it quite a bit, but the reason why we're having these issues is because over the last 10 years, you know, builders haven't built. Like, I mean, there's there's a massive shortfall in, in inventory because we just haven't been building. 
Um, and, and I mean, do you think that's kind of something that's, that's playing a big part into this, right? Oh, absolutely. I think the the number again, this one, don't quote me on, but I think we went from where we used to see 20 million new homes a year to like 5 million, you know, and part of that is we, in 2008, when the industry crashed, it brought a lot of the economy down with it. And a lot of the tradespeople got out of the trades and there was a big vacuum to fill and it, it hasn't been filled. And then we've got higher regulation. And, you know, I know there's, there's places, um, you know, that are, that are building up across the more of the Midwest and Idaho and Utah and Texas really places that are, you know, that are really blowing up, but like here on the coast, you're on the West coast, I'm on the East coast. Um, it's, it's hard. There's a lot of regulation. There's not a lot of land, a lot of, you know, a lot of places, there's just not a lot of places to build or not a lot of builders to build those places. So, you know, yeah, that's definitely a, a big part of the problem. The other thing too, is you've got more people aging at home than ever before. You've got the baby boomer generation and they're not necessarily in a hurry to move out. And you've right. got, uh, you know, you're, you're going to encounter some weird things. Like you're going to find that there is going to be an inventory issue because people that do have rates in the twos or the three are not going to necessarily be in a hurry to get a bigger home and take on a higher payment, a higher interest rate. Um, whereas they may take a home equity line of credit because now they've got this incredible equity and they could take right. a, a home equity line of credit and they can add an addition and that stuff's going to happen again. So, you know, that's also inventory that's not going on there. And then we've got Wall Street buying Main Street, which is a problem. I don't know. It's a philosophical conundrum for me because, you know, there's there are wonderful people that also will will just be in a spot to rent. And having homes for people to rent is important too. I think what we're really feeling is that lack of supply altogether, but you do have a lot of uh, Wall Street buying Main Street and you know that's that's taking it, and you've got a lot of people buying homes for Airbnb, and right. you know these these opportunities that that of I'll call them micro investors that you know just weren't there before that people couldn't afford to own a second home right. are right. now buying you know one or even two second homes because they can they can do the Airbnb thing. So right. all of that right. together has really come into the supply chain, you know, the supply issue, our our housing supply chain. Yeah, no, I, and I feel that and I, I've been uh, hearing a lot about you know DSCR loans and things like that. That's kind of the big. Uh, I think it feels like it's the big thing, and. And it makes sense because again, if people are doing the Airbnb, they see the potential uh, with short-term rentals, and and you know, uh, I think there's much more you know profit potential in an Airbnb than there ever was in long-term rentals, right? Obviously, there's the headaches of managing that and all that stuff, but people just see it as, hey, you know what? Here's an additional way to make make money if you know if we're able to capitalize on location things like that, um, right. you know, because again, people are willing to pay a premium for a nice spot in a, in a good area, uh, especially when they're only staying there a couple of days or a week and all that kind of stuff. So there, yeah, there's a whole new economy right there in, in, the, in the real estate market that's been created in the last 10 years. I mean, that's, I, I would assume the, internet. the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very much so because of the, because of the internet, you know, I mean, and that's, that was something that wasn't around when I wrote loans, you know, from 2000 until 2010, you didn't, we didn't have that. You had a little bit of VRBO as the first player to kind of get in there, but right. we didn't nearly the, the ease and the stuff that you can do with like an Airbnb. So yeah, I mean, you've got to pivot, you got to change with the times and that's what we're, that's what we've got going on now. Yeah. And, and I love, and I also love that you talked about, you know, I think so many times people are so focused on real estate agents, but there's other people out there that have your ideal clients, right? And we, we've talked a little bit about that with a couple different, um, with a couple different people on these podcasts. It's like, you know, there's divorce attorneys, there's, uh, you know, builders. And I was someone I was on talking about builders. And I was like, at first I was like, builders, like, I don't get it. Like builders aren't, aren't those the bad guys for loan officers? And he's like, no, not, not builders as in like the big public ones, but there's like little builders in every market. These are, these are people that are going to be building probably 40 to 50% of the supply. There's uh, financial advisors there. I mean, there's all kinds of different angles. I mean, do reverse mortgages, right? I mean, there's different products out there that you can, you know, uh, subsidize your business with uh, and, and learn. And, you know, again, 
going back to DSCR, hard money, things like that, that there's there's other opportunities as long as you're willing to pivot and learn and, and be nimble uh, with a market like this and, and purchase. I mean, at the end of the day, purchase is always going to be king. Uh, it's, it's going to be, be the the long-term solution, in my opinion, um, it always has been. And, it, and if you're able to build, uh, like like Hammer talked about, if you're able to build that, the pipeline, the, the, the mentality of a long-term pipeline versus the transactional mindset of, you know what, how many loans am I closing this month? And that's like what you so, you're so focused on. Instead of you're like, hey, you know, I got people that are three months out, six months out, 12 months out, 24 months out, who cares? I've built this pipeline because I know every single month, People in those pipelines are going to be turning over and over and over again if you manage that pipeline in a way. And also then you keep in touch. Like, And, and the other thing people don't, don't think about too is, and you talk about this referrals, but then also um, also like, hey, the average person I think moves every what, five to seven years. And they're, and each most homeowners, I think, have five to seven lifetime transactions. How are you capturing? How are you how are you ensuring that you're capturing those five to seven lifetime transactions for every single loan that you do, or are you just focused on the one loan and you move on? Because I think that's what most loan officers are doing, right? I mean, I assume you know. Very good. Yep. So like, yeah. So 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 tell us a little bit. So tell us a little bit with um with with you know. Kind of as as we're kind of wrapping this this session up, like what would you say is kind of like a big thing for uh, loan officers to sort of focus on as we kind of move into this this uh, you know new market, I guess you could call it. So part of it is processes. You need lead generation processes. You need a way of you know delivering a consistent, steady stream of leads. And a lead is somebody that you haven't yet talked to. And then once you talk to them, then you decide if they're going to be a prospect. You know they've got suspects and prospects, and you disqualify the people that aren't really going to make it anywhere. And you focus on your prospects. And then you got to focus on that prospect pipe. You need to make sure that you got your talking points. I won't call them scripts because I don't want you to read like a robot, but yet you need to understand, you know, the, the, approaching the conversation with empathy, asking questions, find out their expectations, and then help them to convince themselves where rates are and then as part of the natural process. And that gets easier as time goes on and rates have now been going up for a few months now. It was a much harder conversation to have two, two and a half months ago. We're doing this podcast and, and you know, we're recording in April at least. And, um, right. you know, I mean, having this conversation in the, the middle of, of March or even, you know, the end of February, that was very difficult because people were just not really in the you know, in the argument, uh, a lot of things that we hear time, you know, well, already until rates come down, you've got to have the, you got to be able to, to, to explain why now is a good time to buy, you know, without rates going down. And one of the best right. ways to have that conversation, by the way, is just to say, Hey, you know, buying now while rates are where they're at, you can always refinance like Luke said, but yet the equity you build by getting in now, it's the time velocity of money. It's, you know, it's, it's that opportunity cost that's lost. It's right. you need to get in while, you know, so that you can build equity right from the moment you're in there. And then the rates will go down later and, you know, and your payment can go down and, and all of that with it when you refinance. But the, you know, it's, it's understanding to have those conversations with people and, and just try not to be too frustrated with consumers. They don't know which way is up. They're just trying not to be taken advantage of. And, and they're frustrated. You know, people are, especially if they put in more than one or two offers on a home, they start to really get frustrated. And uh, you just, you have to kind of go along with the ride and understand what they're going through and, and be there to support them. And, and, uh, you know, not get mad at them for, for not understanding the things that you deal with day to day. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. That's something that I, I talk about all the time. It's just like, you know, at the end of the day, the consumer doesn't know anything, right? Like you think they do, you think they should know all this stuff. You think they should know that, you know, your commission only, you think all these things that, that the consumer knows, but the truth is the consumer doesn't know anything about what you do, right? It's called the curse of knowledge. You think because you know all these things, everybody else knows these things. And the truth is people don't know, especially for a, a complicated product, like a mortgage, right? Like, you know, real estate, cool. Like, you know, it's people think they know a lot more about that. Obviously they don't know about that either, but you know, mortgage, they don't know the interest 
intricacies that, that are behind the scenes and they don't understand, you know, they didn't see the rate movements because they're, they're not doing it day in and day out. So I do agree that there is a lot of assumptions that are made by loan officers, uh, you know, that, that the consumer knows more than they do. And I mean, yeah, there's, there's probably a five, 10% of consumers that are savvy and know all these things and could have that conversation maybe. Um, but most people aren't going to, like you talked about, right? It's an emotional, it's an emotional thing. And this is with any type of sales, right? As a salesperson, it's our job to basically find and identify a problem and then agitate that problem to discomfort and then find out if you are the solution. Like if you are the person that, that can that solve their problem, then you need to be able to sell them on why they should work with you. Right. And I think so many times people uh, you know, don't want to ask, they don't want to have that those conversations. They won't don't want to agitate the pain. Um, you know, what's cause what's the pain of renting, right? Like people are always like, oh, well, I don't want to pay all this interest. Right now you're paying hundred percent interest on your, on your rental, right? Like you're not making any equity. You don't, you don't own anything. Right. And so, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that you can bring out of them, but it comes down to asking the right questions, uh, and asking them in the right way. Um, and I think again, just go back and listen to that, you know, a little role play we did earlier on. Um, I think you'll have a lot of ideas on to not, not only during a market like this, but just in general, how to approach prospects, right? Like you, you still stand in that authority or that, that expert frame, but without having to confuse them with techno, you know, all this technical jargon about the industry that just really doesn't matter, especially not on the first call, uh, maybe down the road, maybe like third, fourth call, whatever you're, you're going over the LE or something like that. Then that's when you can start talking about, you know, LTV and stuff like that. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but you know, not on that initial call. Um, so Hammer, as we're kind of closing out, where is, I know you you talked about a few of those things that, that are available for people to see for free earlier. How about you kind of show or tell people where they can find you online? Um, where's the best fit way to find your stuff? Okay. So uh, company-wise, if you guys want to learn more about us, it's originatorsuccess.com. You'll see that we don't really highlight any of our rate stuff there. We talk more about our services for helping you get found on Google and social media. If you want to learn more about what we do and help you to get some, some rate knowledge, we send an email out every day, just kind of you know, bringing you up to speed on what's going on in the markets, giving you some lock and float advice. You can sign up for that at www.ratelockadvice.com, uh, www.ratelockadvice.com. And then our text alerts, if you'd like to sign up for seven bucks a month, www.ratetextalerts.com. We send out a morning alert, an afternoon alert, and then alerts when the market is uh, likely to lead to reprices worse or even reprices better. And that is rate textalerts.com. And then you can also see us on Facebook, uh, You know, either be friends with me or on our Originator Success page, you can like that page. And I do a Facebook Live every morning about what's going on in the markets. Yeah, man. And if, uh, if you're not spending seven bucks a month, man, I don't know, maybe you should get out of this industry. I think it's worth it um, You know, to get the real-time updates. Obviously, you can sign up for his free alerts uh, on, on, on email, which is great. Um, but you know, if, if you want something that's going to be real-time to your phone, uh, and you're, you're right most of the time. I mean, you know, obviously, it it's still, still can sometimes be a guess because it is the market. But uh, I know you're, you, you, you know a lot about what you're doing and what you're going through. So um, you know, it's, it's always good to have someone on your side that, um, you know, that has your, ultimately has your best interest at heart and is, is able to do a lot of that work for you. Right. I mean, you've been, you've been reading or, or kind of, what is it called? Watching the, watching the market for how long? 20, 22 years to this point. Well, I've been in the industry 22 years and watching them while I was an originator, but I've been sharing it with others for about 12. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, that goes to show the depth of knowledge that uh, hammer has. I, I, you know, I read his emails all the time. I, uh, you know, I, I watch his Facebook live because I just think it's important for, for everybody to kind of understand. And I think, I think what's cool about what you do too, is that it's, uh, 
it, it's not only an indicator of you know where the mortgage rates are going to go, but the market in general. Like you kind of get to foresee what's going to happen in the market before the the general consumer does. So I think that's super important yeah. uh, as well. So thank you so much, uh, Hammer, for being thank here you. and for every, for everybody who's kind of listening. Again, sign up for these alerts. But again, just try to have a more positive conversation with uh, with your consumers, just knowing that they are probably going to have a you know fear based reaction. There is going to be a little bit of potentially of payment shock or rate shock, things like that. So having that conversation up front, uh, asking the right questions is going to lead you to have much better conversations. So anyway, thank you for, for listening and have a great day. Take care, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Loans On Demand podcast on loansondemandpodcast.com. The Loans On Demand podcast.